0: chapter 1 beginning at verse beginning at verse 18 now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost then Joseph is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a a son, and I shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, They shall call his name Emmanuel, which meaning, which being interpreted, is God with us. By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, for a little bit, I want to talk about the Savior of the world. Savior of the world. You can be seated this morning. Uh, Here in this, this account here found in the book of Matthew, I'm sure that. Around this time of the year, people read uh, this account. They'll read um, the recordings of Jesus' birth in the book of Luke. And around this time, people are, what you would say, probably more mindful of God and um, Jesus. And around this time, But sometimes we get in this time of the season, if you're not careful, we can get so caught up and wrapped up in gift givings and decoration and food and having a a good time and celebrating with loved ones that we forget what it is supposed to be all about. Now, I'll tell you that you're not supposed to just be about Jesus once a year or twice a year, but you're supposed to be about him. We're supposed to be about him each and every day of our lives as we realize what he has provided for us, what He's done in our lives, and the fact that you know, we got to get comfortable to this fact in that we wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be standing here we wouldn't be sitting in the seats that we're sitting if it wasn't for Jesus. And I'm not just talking about the fact that he um, breathed breath into your body t- this morning. How many know that he breathed the breath of life inside of us this morning? And that if, that if he would have decided not to, we wouldn't be here. And I'm not just talking about that, but it is true. But I'm talking about the overall plan and purpose for him being born, him dying, being buried, and raising, rising from the grave after three days, if it wasn't for that work, we wouldn't be standing here. We wouldn't be sitting here this morning. We would be a people that would be separated from God for eternity if it wasn't for him, and we wouldn't have the opportunity that we have here this morning. And so I want to be very mindful of that. The Bible tells us, as we read here in the account, um, the Word tells us that Joseph was having some troubles. He was having some problems coming to grips with what was happening and what had done took place as he finds that his wife is, she is now, she's impregnated. She is bringing forth a child. And the Bible says that they had not. Been together, and so he is struggling. He's wrestling with some things. He's trying to figure this out. He knows that it has been said that it is of the Holy Ghost, but you can only imagine him wrestling and having doubts. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and that it was the angel of the Lord let him know that don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. He said, for what is inside of her is conceived of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible tells us that it, the angel told them, gave them specific instructions that you're going to name the child Jesus. And he said that his purpose, his plan, the whole, his whole purpose is that he is going to save his people from their sins. Now, it's important that we have to need to understand that we need a savior this morning. We need to be saved this morning. The, the word savior means is one that, that will say, that saves from danger or destruction. Another word that, would describe, that can describe it is redeemer, deliverer, re, uh, someone that rescues. And a lot of people say, well, I hear you saying that, well, we need saving, but what is it that we need saving from? A lot of people don't know that they're lost. A lot of people don't know that they need to be delivered. They need to be rescued. They need, that if they stay in the state that they're in, that they're going to die. And when I say die, I'm not talking about a physical death because we all know that we all are appointed to die. We all are. But the Bible talks about something that is called the second death. That means, and that is speaking of one spiritually, that's talking about being separated from God for eternity you'll find out that God has always came to seek out those that are lost. From the beginning of time, you'll see it. You'll see it in the garden after Adam and Eve disobeyed God's word, which is why we're in the predicament that we're in this morning. And it's the purpose that we need saving. We need to be set free from sin. We need to be delivered. We need to be saved. And the Bible says that after they disobeyed God's word, that they, their eyes was open as they realized that they are unclothed. And, and so they tried on their own to sow themselves figs, leaves, and, and to cover themselves. How many know that you can't cover yourself? How many know that what you try to cover yourself up with and, and hide is so insignificant? That it'll never do it. It'll never do the work. We can't work our problems out on our own. We need a God that is going to save us and that is able to deliver us and set us free. But you'll see that God always came looking for people that didn't realize that they're lost. As the Bible says that God came in the cool of the day. He came looking. And the Bible says that he, he, he called out to them and he said, Adam, where art thou? Now, God knew where Adam was. But I'm going to tell you, Adam didn't know where he was. Adam didn't know just how lost he was. And you'll see a God coming, looking, and searching for lost man, for lost humanity that are lost, that have made a wreck of things that have made a mess of things. So we need a God to save us. I want you to know that the Lord came to save us. He came to deliver us. The Bible tells us after that, the first time that you'll read about, you'll see the word sin. It's mentioned in the account of Cain and Abel. The Bible tells us that after... God accepted Abel's offering and he didn't accept Cain's. Cain was wroth. His countenance was fallen. He was upset. And God told Cain, he asked Cain, he said, Why art thou wroth? He said, If thou if you if you don't do good, will, if thou doest good, will thou not be accepted? In other words, Cain knew what was right. But Cain wanted to do things his own way. And God let Cain know, he said, that sin lieth at the door. And it is ready. It is ready to have rule over you. It is ready to have dominion over you. If you could just picture what God was saying as sin is crouched like a lion or a tiger. And it is just ready to pounce on its prey. It is ready to just devour and overtake its prey. That's how sin is. Sin wants to have rule over you. Sin wants to have dominion over you. The devil doesn't want you to be free this morning. But I want you to know that there is a God that came to set us free this morning. And I'm so thankful for it. He said, he told them, he said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. I don't know about anybody else but I can remember a time when I was lost and I'm so thankful that there was a God that loved me enough that he didn't leave me in the situation that I was in he didn't leave me lost he didn't leave me in a place of destruction and in the miry pit and in the in, the ho- in the miry clay and the horrible pit. I'm thankful for the day that he came and pulled me out. I'm thankful for the day that he was born into this world to save me to save us to provide an opportunity for us this morning and so people hear that Jesus was born and and, and God manifested himself in flesh and, and the flesh that Mary brought forth uh, God dwelt in that flesh and we hear it so much that I don't think that we sit down and take enough time and think about just what state that we were in and without him we are a lost people without the power of God working in our lives we are a lost people because I'm going to tell you some people say well you know what I'm a pretty good person you know I live my life you know in a, I do my best to try to do good I don't try to you know I don't hurt people or I don't, I don't take from people I'm, I'm pretty good but I'm going to tell you, not according to this book, not according to the word of God, because the word of God tells us that there is none that doeth good. No, not one. Paul said, in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. And what, why does he say that? Because we all have a fallen nature. We all, whether we want to admit it or not, the Bible says that if you have, if we say that we have no sin, we lie. We lie. Because David said it like this, and he, he made it clear of all the, the, the condition that each and every one of us are born into, whether we want to admit it or not, whether we, we want to stand up and say it or not. David said, he said it like this, he said, um, I was shaping in iniquity. He said, and in sin did my mother conceive me. And so David is speaking of a condition that we are all born into. We are all born into sin. Whether we want to admit it or not, we we have a falling nature. And that if we continue to live according to that nature, then we are going to lose out with God. We're going to lose out for eternity. And that's the whole reason that God came and he manifested himself in flesh. That's the whole purpose was to deliver a people, to deliver us from the curse of sin. The word of God tells us, the soul that sinneth it shall surely die. In other words, if I live my life in sin, If I keep going, all I got to do is do what comes natural to me. All I got to do is do what feels good to me. All I got to do is get involved with what I think is right according to my own opinions and according to my own ideas. All I got to do is go with the flow of things. All I got to do is run with the crowd. We talked about it the other day about you have to go against the crowd. You got to go against what everybody else is doing. Because the chances are, the Bible teaches it, that if you're going with the crowd, the chances are you're going down a path of destruction. Jesus said, Who would be saved? He said that broad is the path that leadeth to destruction. He said, That many there be that go therewith. But then he said, So many are traveling down the path of destruction. Many are. And then he said that straight, narrow, is the gate, the path that leads to life. He said, and few there be have find it. And so that means when you really sit down and think about it, many are going down a path that is leading to destruction. And they're going to be few that go down the path that leads to life i gotta make it up in my mind that i'm gonna i'm not gonna be in the category of the many i gotta make it up in my mind that i want to be in the category of the few, the ones that are saved because i'm gonna tell you uh, if you want to be eternally separated from God, all you got to do is what do what comes natural. And I promise you, we're going to end up in a place for eternity that is not going to be good. But I made up in my mind that I don't want to go with the flow. I made up in my mind I don't want to do what everybody around in my neighborhood is doing. I don't want to do what everybody on the job is doing. I don't want to do what everybody in the schools are doing. I want to live my life according to the word of God. I want to get my heart right with God. I want to get my mind right with God. I want to allow God to pull me out of some things. To pull me out of some destructive behaviors. some, Some habits that are not good for me. And so today in a couple of days it's going to be Christmas and everybody's going to be having a good time and unwrapping gifts and and all of these things. But I want you to know this morning, we need to be delivered. We need a Redeemer. There are people that are in here, there are things that have you bound. There are people that relationships have people held captive. Ungodly relationships that are not good that are destructive that, that, are, that are tearing people down And it has a hold on them There are people that Have allowed The influence, ungodly influences to, to, to Grab a hold of them And it has them bound To the point where God can't have their way in their lives God came to deliver He came to set us free From those things That holds us kept He came to set us free from a life of sin that will cause us to lose out for eternity. I don't know about anybody else, but I I don't want to lose out on heaven. Heaven is going to be too great for me to lose out uh, because of the things of this. This life is going to pass away. There are people that live for the things of this life. They live for the next thrill. They live for the next high. They live for the next party. They live for what is considered excitement. But all that all those things are doing is just dragging people into a, down a destructive path. They're just stocking up, stocking up wrath for themselves. I want to make it up in my mind that I want to make a u-turn and I want to begin to. Start traveling in the right direction. I want to get my hands in the air. I want to open up my mouth and I want to let God know that I'm here to allow you to have your way in my life. I don't want to live the life of a hypocrisy. I don't, a hypocrite. I don't want to show up on Sunday with my hands in the air and live the rest of the week however I want to live. I want to dedicate my life unto God. I want to commit my ways unto Him. I want to let God know that I submit. To your will and your plan. Because what people don't know is that the scripture clearly tells us that the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. In other words, my payment, what I'm going to receive for living in a life of sin is death that's what I'm going to receive I want you to know Jesus came to save us from that I want you to know that he was born into this world I want you to know that he was crucified he was beaten he was bruised crown of thorns was placed on his head he was buried He rose from the grave after three days. And I want you to know that he poured out his spirit. That was his whole plan. See, that's that's how we're going to be saved. That's how we're going to be delivered. Okay? There's nothing else that's going to save us. Positive thinking ain't going to save us. Programs, though I don't, you know, I don't knock it, but Only to a certain, it's it's only to a certain degree or um, extent that it can help. But I'm going to tell you, if you want the job to be done in your life completely, whether you are set free. You don't no longer have to deal with it. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need God to wash us. We need God to fill us with his spirit. We need God to transform our lives. I want you to know that that's the whole reason he came was to save a lost people from a life of sin. I come to let God know, I want you to have your way in my life, Jesus. I come to admit that I need to be saved or delivered. Because you know, if you can't admit it, if I don't think that I'm lost, if I think that I'm okay, that I'm fine, then it does me no good. It's not going to do me any good. The Holy Ghost is not going to do me any good. It's not going to work for me if I think that I already got it figured out and that I'm okay and that I can't identify the fact that there is a problem with me. I'm in a place that if I stay there, if I stay in the state that I'm in, if I stay with the mindset that I have, if I keep being involved with the in the situations that I'm involved in, then I'm gonna lose out with God. If I can't come to that conclusion that how I'm living my life and the things that I'm involved in. Is not right according to God's Word if I can if, I'll nev- if I if I never am able to come to grips and understanding that it is wrong and that I'm living a life that transgress against the Word of God God will never be able to do anything in my life and it's not that God can't it's that I won't allow him to it's that I feel that everything is okay But I believe this morning that there are some people that know that things aren't okay. I believe that there are some people that know that the things that they are dealing with on a day-to-day basis is not okay. That there are some things that are hurtful. There are some things that cause people to fall into a state of depression. There are things that cause people to fall that wants to just give up on life in general. And I'm just talking because I've I've, I've been around a lot of people and I've spoken to a lot of people that say, you know, I just want to throw in the towel. Life is too hard. Um, I just want to give up. There are too many things that I got to deal with in the home or or in in relationships or on the job. And I I just don't feel like it's worth anything. I don't feel like it's worth living. I'm going to tell you, God came to save us from that. He came. Listen. God came to save you from the misery and the heartache and the pain. He came to pull, He came to save some people from things from their past that have them locked up, that have them bound, that they have not been able to get past and get over. God came to save you from, from that. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to allow him to do what he came to do. I want to let God know that, I submit to your will, I submit to your plan. I know that I am a wretch, I am a dirty dog, I am lost, I am miserable, I, 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 have, I have, there is no joy, there is no peace, I'm just deceiving myself and thinking that I'm having a good time, and I know that my life is miserable. I know that it's all so right. I need you to come into my life. I need you to touch my heart. I need you to touch my mind. I need you to fix what is broken on the inside. I need you to fix me. I need him to fix me. His whole plan was to come and to redeem us to set us free to to buy us back jesus he said he told them he said i didn't come to be ministered unto but i came to minister and to be a ransom for many that means he came to put his life on the line for each and every one of us that that flesh that he manifested himself in It was crucified so that we could have an opportunity at eternal life. So that the pain, the agony that we are dealing with, we no longer have to deal with it. I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like the Holy Ghost. When you really let the Holy Ghost work in your life, when you really grab a hold of God and you allow God to fill you, Over and over, on a daily basis, you allow God to have complete control in your life. I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like God's plan for one's life. You're not going to find a better life. I'm not going to find a better life. Adam and Eve, they tried to cover themselves. They tried to fix their failures. But I'm going to tell you, we can't fix our failures. We can't fix. It was, we, it was preached the other night. We can't straighten ourselves. That woman that came to Jesus bent all out of shape. The Bible says that in no way she could not strain herself. I'm going to tell you, we can't straighten out the crookedness and the perverse perversion in our lives. We can't strain it out. I'm going to tell you, no amount of education is going to straighten out problem that I have on the inside. My nature. I'm going to tell you how much money you possess in your possessions, it's not going to fix my nature that only God can fix. I'm going to continue to make a wreck of things. I'm going to continue to make a mess of things if I don't let God have complete control of my life. If I don't let God begin to take hold of the steering wheel and let God Be the driver. Too many times we want to put God and and tell God, I got this. No, I need to let God know that I'm giving this over to you. I'm going to let you lead and guide me. I'm going to let you direct because I know that you have what is right. And so the Bible tells us that he came to save a world. From he came to save his people. From their sins When Jesus came John the Baptist said Behold the Lamb of God Who takes away The sins of the world I'm so thankful this morning That I have an opportunity That my sins Have been washed away And that I have An opportunity to, To come to God At any given time And if I mess up Or if I get it wrong I have an opportunity To come and confess My faults to Him And that the Bible Teaches us The Bible says that if you confess your sins, that he is just and righteous to forgive you of those sins. I need to make it up in my mind that it's time that I confess some things before God. You know, you don't need to tell me your faults. You need to take that to God because God's the only one that can wash it away. But before I can even do that, I got to admit that I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. How I've been living my life has been wrong. It's not been right according to God's plan, according to God's word. And I got to be able to come and I got to be able to admit that. I got to be able to lift up my hands, open up my mouth, and, and let God know that I've been wrong for quite some time and that I need him to save me. I need him to save me. I promise you, that God will not ignore what you're saying. If you are sincere and you're honest and you're pouring out your heart, God will begin to work on your behalf. God will begin to provide something to, for you that is going to cause you to be able to triumph and cause you to be able to rise above this life. And it's the power of the Holy Ghost. He didn't come He didn't die. He didn't rise from the grave so that I could live a life of hypocrisy. See, because too many times people fall into a state of hypocrisy and and saying that, oh, everything's fine, everything's okay. And they know that everything's not okay. They know that everything is not fine. Listen, I didn't come to play no games with God. I didn't come to put on a facade for people. I come to let God know that I am in need of you this morning. I'm in need of a touch from you. I'm in need of being saved and set free. Too many times we put on this mask, and we, wanna, we, we put it on for people to cover up what's really going on on the inside, to cover up the real us. But I'm going to tell you, there's one that we can't fool. There's one that he sees through the facades. He sees through the word, the, the, the well-spoken words. He sees through all of that, and he sees us. He sees what we're really like. And God is just telling, letting us know, I'm right here. At any given time, you want to give it to me, I'm right here. At, the, at any given time, you want me to re- remove that load that is on you, I'm right here. I don't want to have to go through unnecessary pain and hurt any longer. As I know that I have a Savior. I have a Savior that stands ready to meet my need. He stands ready to touch me. He stands ready to fill me with his Holy Ghost. He stands ready to save me. Listen, I need to be saved from myself. I need God to save me from myself. Because if I continue to go according to how I see things and how I feel and my opinions, I'm going to die. The Bible says that there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. I don't need my way. I need his way this morning. I need God to reach down and touch my life. I need God to to reach down and fill me with his spirit. Let us stand this morning. So I'll tell you that this time of the season is the time that people are more conscious about God and about Jesus. But I'm going to tell you that I shouldn't just be mindful of Jesus in this time but I should be mindful of him on a daily basis. And I should understand what this time of season is all about. It's not about what I can get. It's not about everything that we've made these, this season about. Though it's good and though it's, it's wonderful to gather with family and, and spend some time and with loved ones and with friends, all of that is good and well. But I got to remember what he came here for. I got to understand that his dying wasn't in vain. So many times, you know, Hollywood, they want to they do these productions about Jesus and his life and his death, and, and they leave it at that. Okay, he died, and that, they just leave it there. But I want you to know that he's alive this morning. I want you to know that he rose from the grave and he didn't just just come and and go through all of that heartache and go through that pain and died on the cross and and was buried and rose from the cross. He didn't just do that to do that. He did that to save you. He did that to save me. You read the book of Acts and he completed the work. He poured out his spirit. He He wants to wash away all of your sins. That means everything that you've ever done wrong, everything you've ever said wrong, thought wrong, seen wrong, people that you've it, people that have hurt you. He washes all of that away when you get baptized in his name. You can be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of all of your sins this morning. That's the whole reason that he came. It was to wash you of those sins. It was to fill you with his spirit. I want God to have his way in my life I come to let God know that I'm I'm done I'm done fighting against you I'm done running from you I'm done handling things on my own And however I want I realize that you came to save me I realize that I am lost You gotta realize that you are lost When I say you're lost I'm talking about you have to understand That you are lost Adam and Eve, they tried to cover up their wretchedness with fig leaves. Too many people try to cover up the real them. They try to cover up what they really are and what they're really like. They cover up with stuff and they think that that's going to do the job. It's not going to do it. We can't fix ourselves. We need God to cover us. We need him. The Bible says that it talks about how that love, it covers. Multitude of sins. I want you to know that there is no greater love that you'll find than the love of Jesus. I want somebody to hear that this morning. Don't let that fly over your head. Don't let it go in one ear and out the other. Grab a hold of that. We need to be saved. We need to be delivered from ourselves. We need to be delivered from destructive behaviors. There are people that are so addicted to so many different things. Drugs, alcohol, things that are destroying them. I'm telling you, they need to be saved. There are people that live a life of promiscuity from one relationship to another destroying themselves they need to be saved need to be delivered need to be set free there's people that allow all kinds of pollution to come in whether it's with their eyes or whether it's through with ears and they those that pollution comes in and it it gets down on the inside and they start mimicking those things and reacting and living a life A destructive lifestyle. That at the end, if they stay in that state, it's going to destroy them. It's going to kill them. They're going to lose out with God. God came to save us from those things. God came to save us from ourselves. He came to save us from the curse of sin. Somebody needs lift your hands up this morning. Lift up your voice. And let the Lord touch your heart. Let God know that I'm done handling things how I want to handle them. I'm done living how I want to live. I realize that I need saving. I need to be delivered. I need to be set free. Come on, somebody, lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. That's the whole reason he was born into this world. It was to set you free. When he saw you, he saw me. Come on, he saw the heartache, he saw the pain, he saw the misery. And he was determined that he's going to save you from that. Come on, somebody. Know that you got a God that is determined to save you. He's determined to save you. He's determined to set you free and deliver you. Somebody lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. I invite you to come down to this altar with your heart. lifted, with your hands. Calling upon the name of the Lord. Let God touch you this morning. Come on, somebody. Come with your heart. Lift it with your hands. Calling upon the name of the Lord. I need you, Jesus. Have your way in my heart. Have your way in my life. Oh, I recognize that I'm lost. I recognize that I'm miserable. I recognize that I have need of you.